You love yourself so much. Your system loves you so much that it's going to talk to you every chance that it gets. That's why you sit there sometimes in the car and all that stuff starts to come up, right? That's you speaking to yourself to say, hey, I got stuff that needs to be dealt with. I got stuff that needs to be healed. Will you hear me this time? Hello, this is Jerry Henderson and welcome to the Permission to Love podcast, where we discuss how we can give ourselves the permission to love ourselves. We're working to build a community where self-love is normalized. I'm so grateful that you're here and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Permission to Love podcast. Thank you for taking your time to listen. Today's going to be a little bit of a different episode. I'm going to talk about some lessons that I learned from living two and a half years nomadically. I just recently came off of the road from living nomadically and decided to settle here in Colorado. And I thought it would be a good time to talk about some of those lessons and some of those experiences. Uh, this will be the first of a few episodes. I'm not going to say that they're going to be back to back. I'll just share them when it feels like it makes sense. So let me start with why I decided to live nomadically. Well, I've been thinking about it for a number of months, and I just really felt like that I needed to untether myself from my geographic location and create some intentional discomfort and allow for a lot of solitude. That's really why I did it. I just wanted some change. I wanted to disrupt my patterns, and I wanted to put myself in places and in spaces where I would really begin to look inward and go on a very in-depth healing journey and have some experiences that were going to contribute to that healing process. So after thinking about it for several months, I decided to sell my house, downsize everything, and put everything in a 10 by 20 storage unit and hit the road. And I really didn't know where I was going. I just got in my car and I drove and I decided to go to a friend of mine's house in Florida. From there, I decided that I wanted to travel to Europe and I wanted to pick up some countries that I hadn't visited before. And part of this nomadic journey was exposing myself to cultures, people, and places and experiences that I'd never had before. You know, I've done a lot of traveling. I've traveled to almost 54 countries at this point. And at that point, I think I had about 40, 42 countries. And so there were some very specific places that I wanted to go. So I started out in Europe. And over those two and a half years, I went to about 14 different countries and who knows how many states and really set my intention to learn and to grow and to discover some things about myself. So let me go ahead and jump into some of the lessons I learned. And the first lesson was becoming comfortable at being alone. And in order to do that, I had to be alone. And I decided to put myself in positions and places where it felt uncomfortable to be alone. For example, I intentionally went to very nice restaurants that had multiple courses and sat there for hours by myself, just enjoying a fantastic meal and then fending off some of the uncomfortable looks and some of the glances that are like, why is this guy here by himself? What is he doing? And then I begin to absorb that feeling in my body of, wow, it does feel a little awkward to be here, but why does it feel awkward to be here? And can I begin to practice presence? That was a big thing for me in this journey was being able to be comfortable of being by myself because I'd been in relationships since the age of 17 and got married at the age of 20 and was in relationships and serious relationships ever since then. So I hadn't had a lot of practice at being able to be by myself and really reflect with what was going on inside of me. One of the things that I share with people is I drank so that I could tolerate being in my own presence. So there was a real intentionality of getting beyond tolerating being in my presence 
and learning to love being in my presence. And in order to do that, I had to get rid of distractions. I had to be able to be alone. I spent an entire two weeks in a monastery, praying, meditating, discovering, learning, and really just being quiet and doing hours a day of reflection and trying to figure out what was going on inside of me, what needed to be healed, and why was it that I couldn't stand to be alone by myself? Well, I found out real quick the reason I couldn't stand being alone by myself was because of the chatter that was happening. This mind that was beating myself up and this inability to forgive myself and to deal with the shame and to learn how to love myself, that was all of the reasons why I couldn't be alone and it's exactly why I needed to be alone. You know, often our medication is actually the thing that we're trying to avoid. When we're trying to avoid being alone, the best medicine for us is to be alone. Now, it's difficult, and I understand it can be hard, and it brings up a lot of emotions. It's a scary place at times to be by ourselves. But that was one of the key things that I needed. It was one of the key things that I learned, that I had to be able to be comfortable in my own presence and learn to love myself if I was going to heal. Otherwise, I was just going to keep myself distracted, go from relationship to relationship to relationship, always chattering, always talking, and always being distracted. There's nothing like silence, solitude, and stillness to begin to reveal to us the places that we need to heal. Now, you don't have to go on a nomadic journey to do that. You can practice that every day. You can find 15 minutes, 30 minutes, once a day, once a week, or you can take a whole day once a week to really withdraw, reflect. Now, I do want to let you know, it is true that it's going to be uncomfortable in the beginning, but the question you might want to ask yourself, why is it so uncomfortable to be alone with yourself? What's happening in here that makes being with you so hard to bear? Why do you want to avoid that? What are the thoughts that arise? You see, that's the beauty of solitude, silence, stillness, all of that, is that all of a sudden, our soul begins to speak to ourself. And then we begin to hear things that we want to avoid. But the things that we're hearing that we want to avoid are actually the parts of us that want to be heard and want to be healed. And we're so busy distracting ourselves that we're never healing because we're avoiding the voice that's asking for us to pay attention to the parts of us that need our attention. You see, that's one of the key reasons why people aren't healing is because they're constantly distracting themselves from the part of them that's trying to get their attention. That's why we have so many things today that are pulling our attention away and we're medicating ourselves with the distraction when the medicine that we need is the stillness, the solitude, and the silence. So I invite you to find some time this week and sit with yourself. Find out what comes up and don't run from it. Sit with it. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Once again, it's uncomfortable. That's okay. And it might not just be uncomfortable. It might actually be painful. And that's okay. And that's actually a good sign. If you've ever read any of the work by Michael Singer, one of the things that he talks about in Living Untethered is that we store things in our body by pain and that they're often released through pain. They're released through discomfort. And because we've shoved all that stuff down inside of us and we've kept it there and we've kept a lid on it and kept ourselves distracted from it, yes, the way that it's going to come up and the way that it's going to start to release is through discomfort. And yes, through some pain. 
And that's okay. That's a good sign. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. So solitude and silence is not for the faint of heart. It's not just about sitting there and doing nothing. It is about paying attention to what's going on with us, allowing ourselves to be present, addressing those reasons as to why we don't want to be alone, why we're our own enemy, and then paying attention to that and beginning to heal that part of ourselves. You love yourself so much. Your system loves you so much that it's going to talk to you every chance that it gets. That's why you sit there sometimes in the car and all that stuff starts to come up, right? That's you speaking to yourself to say, hey, I got stuff that needs to be dealt with. I got stuff that needs to be healed. Will you hear me this time? And that's what solitude can do. So I want to encourage you, find some time to do that and see what comes up and begin to work on it. So that was a huge lesson for me. Massive lesson for me was the ability to be comfortable in my own presence. And that comfort came from listening to what was going on inside of me, paying attention to it, and then beginning to address it. It was the most amazing thing. As I gave my soul permission to speak to myself, it just started coming up. And then I began to see it in a very loving way and not in a way that was combative towards me. And at one point, I remember when it became a very clear shift that it went from being very uncomfortable to something that I was anticipating and something that I was looking forward to because I was discovering more about myself and I was learning how to grow, to heal, and to heal my relationship with myself. So if you're serious about doing the work to heal and doing the work to transform your relationship with yourself, I don't know how you avoid solitude. I don't know how you avoid silence. I don't know how you avoid things like meditation or prayer or whatever your practice is because we've got to be able to get still enough to hear what's going on inside of us. And for me, that meant I had to get out of Dodge. I had to sell things. I had to get on the road. I had to spend time walking by myself, watching sunrises and sunsets by myself, putting myself in environments where I felt so alone that the only choice I had was to figure out how to befriend this person or it was just going to be a bad scene altogether. I had to figure out how to make friends with this guy. And a big part of that was making sure I was alone with this guy long enough to figure out what he needed and what he wanted from me. So if you're serious about transforming your relationship with yourself, man, find that time of solitude. Get rid of the distractions. Figure out what's going on inside of you. You have it in you to do it. You have the ability to do it. You have the ability to listen to yourself. And yeah, you're probably going to have those first five minutes where it's like, this is crazy. I need to get up. I got this to do. I got that to do. Uh, Whatever that story is. Or it could be that you're going to experience things like I did when you're in a really beautiful moment. You're taking a walk. You're watching a sunset. And all of a sudden you're thinking, wow, it would be so nice if so-and-so was here. And then the mind begins to cycle to, why am I here by myself? And let me go do something with my friends or call so-and-so. and Let me go experience some of that. Well, once again, that's you trying to distract yourself from you. I remember a very distinct moment where I was in San Sebastian, Spain, and I was watching the most beautiful sunset. I mean, unbelievably gorgeous sunset. And I thought to myself, it would be amazing to have somebody here to experience this with. And then all of a sudden, something came up inside of me because I'd been doing some work to provide space for my soul to speak to myself. These words came up inside of me and the words were, even if somebody was here, you'd still be alone. And that just hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was so true because when I was with people, 
I was so distracted. I was so in my mind. I was so all over the place. I was wrestling with all of the discomfort and imposter syndrome and trying to manage my anxiety and thinking about the future and thinking about all the past regrets that I wasn't present. I could be with you and I would just be a shell. I'd be that ghost. It's one of the things that I talk about that trauma does to us is it makes us a ghost. We're with people, but we're never really with people. And people tell us all the time, you know what? It's like you're here, but you're not here. It's like I know you, but I don't really know you. And see, that's that impact that we're experiencing from trauma and painful life experiences. And I needed to hear that. I needed to hear in that moment that, yeah, if somebody was here, you'd still be alone because you'd still be in here trying to manage all of that pain. And can you now begin to see that that needs to heal so that you can be present in your future relationships and so that you can be present in your relationship with yourself so that you cannot distract yourself from yourself. And that's a lot of what we're doing when all those stories and all those things are going on inside of us. We're ignoring ourselves. We're ignoring the needs that we have. And so being able to be with ourselves will allow those things to come up so that we can hear them and heal them. So that's it for the first episode about lessons from nomadically living. And I'll just continue to do these. And the unique thing about these episodes, I'm doing them absolutely unprepared without a script and just telling some of the experiences that I've had. And hopefully it can serve you. And once again, you don't have to have the nomadic journey in order to do that. You can practice all of these things just right where you're at, right in the middle of life. And that's really how life operates anyway, right? Daily living getting up, growing in the middle of doing our things, going to ball games, going to dinners, and becoming the most authentic version of ourselves as we learn to give ourselves permission to love ourselves. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, take a moment to follow, to subscribe, take another moment to share it with somebody else. And then finally, if you wouldn't mind, it would mean a lot to me if you'd rate it and review it, because that's going to continue to help the reach of the podcast. Thankful that you took your time to listen today. Once again, there'll be more episodes and I'll just kind of share it in a free form style. And I want to remind you, as always, you are worthy of your own love.